Good, what is this, afternoon now? It's almost four o'clock. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Woodman. Mongo. And, and we changed our name to the 4th and 20 Podcast. That's so, right. if you're going to look for us after we're done talking, which I hope you do, we'll be under that on, what, Spotify and a bunch Spotify, of other stuff, right? Spotify, Anchor, I think Google Podcast, Stitcher. So basically, yeah. just look for a podcast I mean, app and we'll be there. <laughs> So it's been uh, it's been over a year, right, since we've done this. Yeah, I think so. A lot has changed. Mr. Mongo over here has gotten married That's since right. then, <laughs> and uh, I'm still single. So <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so this is, let's just get right into it because I know we've been wanting to talk about this for I don't know since, since the game stopped, ended. Since, since the game ended, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bills finally get over the hump and beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Louder for the people in the back. In Kansas City. I, that was a noise reference to the crowd noise in Arrowhead. Oh, right. Um, but we did come out victorious, 38-20. to 20, And yeah. the consensus that I got after the game, after I watched certain news guys and podcasts, which I do listen to quite a few, was more of the Chiefs' struggles than the Bills' success. And I yeah. don't agree with that's the point of view they're taking, which I guess it comes with the territory for the Chiefs. I guess yeah. that's the world we're in now. But Mongo, what did you? Th- what do you think weighs more? Is it the Bills' success or is it the Chiefs' inadequacies? Oh, uh, I think I at, at this point I think it does have to be the Bills' success. Okay. But before I dive into that, I will say you do you do have to talk about the Chiefs because it's not like they are notorious for the last three to four seasons being a bad this team. This is uncharted territory for Basically, everybody on that team. Yeah, right I mean, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who just won a Super Bowl two years ago. Yep, and an and, MVP. And an MVP, and they're the AFC champs. So yep. this is a team that hasn't been dismantled like they are this year. Now, I understand that the defense has some injuries. They are. Their defense is, I want to say, rotten. And yeah. that's the word I'm going and, with. And it has been. And and and. Good grief! Any game you watch this year, really, that's all it's been about. I yeah. mean, if if their if their offense isn't putting enough points on the board, which has to be at least thirty plus, right? And we've been seeing that that when they don't do that, they lose. Yeah. So and it's because they can't stop the football from getting in the end zone. So, I I mean I think you do have to talk about that. But Josh Allen is having an MVP season for the second time. Mm-hmm. The, the Bills are already predicted to at least be a postseason team. They're already, I mean, it, their division's basically given to them. So, and now that they just beat the defending AFC champs, people are already thinking they're going to be the new AFC champs. So, what I'm what's what's astonishing to me is after the past couple of weeks, it's been KC and Tampa, the Super Bowl betting favorites. Okay, so they're they they have really good odds, and over the past week. The Bills have turned into the betting favorite to yeah. win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're outscoring their opponents 173 to 64. I mean, that's their great. Defense, that's crazy. Their defense is top five in the league in every category. Yeah, and they're leading what two, three, right? They're leading in yards allowed, which is 266, and they're leading in points allowed, which is 12.8. So, I mean, good grief! And the Chiefs. And only did you scored... see that coming? Because I, I know I no. didn't. 
I do not. And, and I mean, we have injuries too. We have Matt yeah. Milano who's out. And... But he'll be back. So that's not a, that's not a long right. injury, which is good. Yeah. But a hamstring yeah. injury is very nagging. Trust yeah. me, I've had him. And yeah. I know you have too. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my take is I don't like the fact, and I, I despise Nick Wright, and I'm not afraid to put, go out and say that because he never gives Buffalo any credit. And he is a homer too, and he'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs all day, which is fine. And he's mm-hmm. the m- main one making this more about the Chiefs struggling than the, Chief, the Bills' yeah. success. But you can't take away from what these guys do. I mean, these guys, first of all, from an offensive standpoint for the Bills, I know a lot of people complain about Brian Dayball, but he do he does make some key calls in oh, key yeah. situations to put Josh Allen in a good situation to be successful. Yeah. And I want to say nine out of ten times, it's successful. It'll be a third down, naked bootleg. Stack the line, a lot of smoke and mirrors, window dressing, and get the first down. Those are play calls that are going to win you games. Yeah. And when you have a quarterback like that that can make those throws. I mean, their offense is first in points per game, which is 34.4. Yeah. I mean, so, it's going to suck after this year because I think Dable will probably move on and be a head coach, which probably, that's yeah. not going to be good for Josh because you need that continuity and you need the stability, which yeah. Buffalo's given him so far, and I hope it continues. And I also wanted to bring up, they talked about the third down conversions, running the naked bootleg and yep. stuff. Um, their conversion on third down this year is 49.3. And that's what that's got to be close to so tops in the league, right? That, well, yeah, that's fourth in the league. No, there you go. So... Yeah. And I mean, isn't it so relieved and isn't it so nice to talk about a successful Bills team that we can oh talk gosh. about a team that had Trent Edwards? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man, it's a nice for a change of pace. Chan Gailey? Oh, I'm sorry, we're not going there. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to take a short break. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And before, in case you forgot, we're going to be on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, all that stuff. We don't have any sponsors yet, so I guess we'll. I'll just keep saying that until I say brought to you by, <laughs> which I'm hoping we get that big. Uh, so we're talking about the Bills and Chiefs. I want to keep going on. Well, we were ta- we talked about this. We talked about this on the phone the other night, and I've expressed my opinion on this on Facebook in memes, and I think they're pretty funny. Um, the officiating from Sunday night's game yeah. was a little one-sided, I thought, and I didn't think it was right down the middle. What did you think? Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard because I could tell what they were trying to do, but it just it wasn't working. Right. Like I could tell that the reason they were calling it so stinking close is because of what happened the year prior in the AFC Championship game, and mm-hmm. that was basically the Chiefs were holding them, and it looked like the Bills wide receivers were running on treadmills the whole night. So, I, I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, but I mean. Come on. Some of the calls are just blatantly... Yeah, I mean, like, there was a few... And the one that comes out to me is the one where Micah Hyde held the guy in the end zone. And yeah. for everybody listening, I'm air-quoting that. That was one that came to mind. And I think there was a cu- there was a couple roughing on Mahomes, roughing the passer in there. Yeah. yeah. And there was a defense... There was one, there was a defensive holding, and they made up the call by saying we roughing the passer on uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. So that's fine. At least they tried to make up the and call. And it took an interception away. It from did them. take an interception, so, and we away. ended up scoring on that drive. We did. So, but it yeah, made up yeah. for it in the end. But it, it, again, yeah. like if if the Bills had lost, I think the talk would have been about the Chiefs winning and then the officiating. Yes, but that would have been the since top, the yes. Bills won. It's about basically the Chiefs' defense not doing anything and them having a hard time moving the ball, right. and then the fact that the Bills actually are a good football team. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, newsflash, everybody, all the haters <laughs> out there, we're, they're pretty good. Um, speaking of good and haters, 
Josh Allen had a, yet another terrific game. Um, he had over, I want to say, 330 yeah. yards, and he had two touchdowns. I know yeah. you're the numbers no guy. Interceptions, no interceptions. Yeah. Um, boasting his MVP campaign. And he had some really good throws. He had a really good throw to Dawson Knox, which we were talking about in our practice run before we did the live yeah. our live show right now. Yeah. That not everybody can make. And I think there's only two guys that can make that throw, and they both played that night. Yeah. Yeah, I think it... I mean, you can say all you want about how how bad the the Chiefs' defense was, yep. but there was just some throws, like the touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. There's just some plays that... I don't care what defense it is, you couldn't really stop it. No. And and I could say... I mean, we could say the same thing for, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady... Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. like there's just some plays that they'll make that's just like magic, like like no defense can stop it. They just know where to put the ball and the guy will catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's just certain things that he does every week that just it doesn't surprise me anymore. It amazes me. Yeah, there's a difference between being surprised and being amazed. Yeah, rookie year he makes he makes a play. Wow, I was kind of surprised. I would didn't expect that. Yeah. Now when he hurdles a guy for a first down on third and whatever it was. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm just not shocked anymore. Yeah. That's just it comes with the I territory. Expect it. No. I, no, I don't expect him to hurdle every time because every time he does that, it makes breath. me nervous. Yeah. So speaking of quarterbacks, let's just go let's just keep going on the same train here. Young quarterbacks. And I want to talk about quarterbacks that are two years or less. So a rookie and sophomore quarterbacks. Okay. I'll start with Zach Wilson. And my question is well, it's not more of a question. It's more of a broad topic. Let's just okay. say that. Do you think Zach Wilson will be there in year three? Because that's Sam Darnold's year three. He was out his way out. Oh, dear. Uh, I, I really hope so. Because, let, okay, let's just be honest. For, for the AFC East division, it's basically, for, for last place, it's a race between the Giants and the Jets. Okay? Like, that's that's just kind of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would really like to see the Jets being competable at some point. Right. I mean, it's good for foot. It's good for our division. It's good for football. I mean, it's a big city. It's a big team. Yeah. But they are New Jersey, and I want to make sure everybody knows that Buffalo is the only team in New York. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I, uh, I hope they keep them longer than three years, but yeah. I really do think, I mean, I think I've said this before, I really do think it's going to be no less than five years for them to have anyone around Wilson that he can throw the that's ball. That's a lengthy to. clock. Yeah, I mean for a, for an organization that's impatient with an ownership owner that's impatient. That's a long clock. Yeah, but I think Zach Wilson, if he has the continuity, it's kind of similar to Josh Allen. Not as not as bad, but it's a similar situation. Can you give him stability with a coach and a GM, and an owner that cares? You yeah. know what I mean? Like Buffalo has Terry and Kim Pagula, who clearly care about the Bills and the community. Yeah. You gave him a coach that is very good for him and an offensive guy. Can and I think Mike LaFleur, who's Matt LaFleur's brother who coaches the Packers, uh-huh. is a good offensive mind for Zach Wilson. But can he have the stability of a head coach and a GM being there more than three years? And no, no, I don't think he can because I think this is I mean, the Jets have proven this. I mean, they've gone through how many head coaches in just the last Five years, yeah, and they haven't really had any superstar players. No. I mean, if you look at it, they've no. had they've had good draft picks. Yeah, they've had free agents that have hit. Yeah, that have really done well, but they just haven't had. The last superstar they had was Ladanian Tomlinson, and that was at the tail end of his career. Yeah, 
I mean, you got to give... I know Sam Darnold wasn't in a good situation, but he didn't have the world's best help either. No. At some point, you got to give your young guy some help so he can be successful. Yeah. Set him up in a good situation, even though you know he's not coming and into I, And I even think getting you know a quarterback that's a veteran that's been in the league to just to kind of mentor him and help him out. It's perfect. I think, I think that would really yeah. benefit him too. Perfect. All right, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about another rookie who was probably going to be the rookie of the year this year. But we talking about the Clemson quarterback. We are talking about the Clemson <laughs> quarterback. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. He's own five. Throughout college and high school, he has a record of re ready for this fifty eight and two. Holy smokes! And the two losses come in college, a national championship, and I think it was the conference championship. Yeah. Now you go to the NFL in your own five, and you don't know how to handle this. You have a new coach. You have a new this, new everything. How do you think he's handling that? And how do you think he tries to salvage some of the season and fix that? Well, um, honestly, I think at this point, you can only go up. I mean, you can't get right. any worse than 0-5. Okay. Yeah, you could be 0-17. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I think, but in terms of this season, his rookie season, he only has anywhere to go but up. I mean, you can't get right. any worse. You know no, what I mean? No. Uh, I think there's a lot of issues in the locker room. I think there's issues with the coaching, and I don't think, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's that comfortable yet. I think that there's just a lot. Well, he's been rushed out of the pocket so much, too. He's got no pass protection. We know he can move, but he, when you're running constantly trying to yeah, make plays, he, it's not good. It's, it's your first time in the NFL, and you're trying. You're just trying to figure out what's going on and who to pass the ball to. and like oh, Because like everyone in the NFL is good. It's not like you've got college where you've got a few superstars. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going places. And right. the other guy's like, oh, they're just here until their four years is done. Like, this is the NFL. Like, you only get there because you're the best in the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I think it's going to take him time to adjust. I think his potential is... Oh, it's off the charts. It's off. It's higher than Zach Wilson. Yes. I think it's higher than any other rookie quarterback or even two-year quarterback we have in the league right now. And I think that if he were to have good coaching, good mentoring, and be able to build patience before right. he just throws the ball or makes any decision... I think he's going to be pretty dangerous in less than four years. It'll come with time. I mean, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that come in and we expect the world of these guys because they're so, they've been praised since they were like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to swallow when you see a guy struggle so much, but you got to look at the facts that the organization has been historically bad. Yeah. The ownership is, the owner is very impatient and they reached and were desperate and they hired Urban Meyer who has a history of not, Staying anywhere longer than three years. Yeah, you're not really setting him up. I mean, it's really not you're situation. not really building anything long term. It sounds like, I which mean, is what you should be doing yeah. with a guy like that. But yeah. unfortunately, that's not the way they're going. So now I want to ask you about another controversial quarterback, and not him so much as being controversial, but the situation he was controversed in. Justin Fields, who the Bears traded up to get in last season's draft, who I think has the highest ceiling of the, any quarterback right now, but, you know, opinion's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so Andy Dalton goes to Chicago, was promised the starting job by Matt Nagy, yep. who is on the hot seat for Chicago. Yeah. He starts, he gets hurt, Fields comes in, he gets destroyed by the Cleveland Browns in his first game, and yep. he was sacked like ten times. I mean, that's, that's, I'm surprised he's still alive. I know. <laughs> but each game he has gotten better. He's building, he's building, he's building. And I go back to the thing, you got to have continuity and stability. 
so my question, there's two questions here. One question is, if the Bears go 500 and Fields misses the playoffs, is that a win or is that a loss for the year? Oh, that's a win. That's a win? That's a win. That's a win because you've got, you've got a, like, you've got a new quarterback that wasn't yep. even supposed to be playing this season. He's filling in the shoes for Dalton. Right. And he carries a team that didn't really have high expectations to begin with. So, yep. granted, yeah, they missed the playoffs, but that's a pretty good year for a quarterback you didn't and even right know you now, had. Yeah, right. And now they're setting at three and two. So, and yeah. they've got some There's pretty still a lot of season left. There's yeah. a lot of season left. I love Justin Fields. I've seen him. I've seen him in QB one. He was in the Netflix show. Uh-huh. He was at Georgia. He knew he wasn't going to start. He transferred to Ohio State. He's successful at Ohio State, and the way that he moves, he's intelligent. He's a bookworm when it comes to studying the plays, and I think I agree. I think it's a win if he goes eight and nine or nine and eight. And I say yeah. that now because of the extra game we have. Yeah. And he's progressing. I don't want to see him go 500 or less and go backwards. Yeah. I always want to see him making a step forward. Yeah. Because then I'll be able to say, okay, going into year two, if Matt Nagy stays, perfect. Now he has something yeah. to go and build on. I, I honestly think this is going to be an Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick <clears throat> situation where you have Alex Smith coming and thinking he's going to be the you know the franchise Who at the time was not a bad quarterback. No. And then... He gets injured. I think it was a collarbone injury, yep. and Kaepernick comes in and ends up carrying the Forty ers to the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? So, do I think Fields is going to be able to do something that amazing? No, but I think you're right. I think he could have a plus five hundred season, and that would be a win for them. Yeah, I mean, and and still progressing. I mean, everybody's got to remember if you're going backwards, you know, <laughs> not getting anywhere. Yeah, you're losing ground. All right, Justin Herbert. Uh huh. This guy is. Really <laughs> I don't even good. know how to classify him because he reminds me so much of Josh. Less mobile, big arm, smart, yeah. big, and the Chargers are 4 and 1, rookie head coach, second year quarterback. Yeah. Good stable of playmakers around him. What do you make of the Chargers and the Justin Herbert thing so far? Oh, uh, I'm kind of amazed, honestly. I mean, what was it? It was just last year was Philip Rivers' last season, right? Well, and... he was in Indy last year. Oh, that's right. He yep. went to Indianapolis. So, well, you you're coming off a team that had Philip Rivers for so many years, right? And then you're trying to rebuild. I think this is the perfect guy to rebuild and make your franchise Absolutely. player. I did not see this coming at all. No. I thought the Chargers were going to be a lot like the Jets and Jaguars, honestly. Really? Just trying. Oh yeah, I I really thought they were. Now there's a hot take, folks. <laughs> I really thought they were. I really thought it was going to take some time to readjust to, like, there's just a lot of moving pieces, I felt like. All right. Yeah. And then I I didn't even know really who he was until two weeks ago. I mean, this guy, I saw him play in college, right? He yeah. Play, he's a homegrown prospect from Oregon. Played high school at Oregon, goes to Oregon, who's still a great college football team. Yeah. Breaks Marcus Mariota's records. Yep. Okay, so he has all that success, and he stayed until he was a senior. So he could have come out last year, but he did, or the year before, but he decided to stay and graduate and get his degree. Yeah. So he goes out as a senior, and he would not even be starting until this year, in my opinion, if Tyrod Taylor didn't get hurt last year. That yeah. was the only reason why he started, and he had that rookie season. Yeah. I think the kid is a stud. I think the kid will give Patrick Mahomes all he can handle in the AFC West. Yeah. And I'm going to make a bold statement and say that they will make the playoffs this year. I think they are a the playoff ch- the team. The Chargers? The Chargers. I yeah. think they are a playoff team right now. Okay. And in the future. Yeah. All right. So, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, 
he he's tough. He's tough to peg because he does have he's the number one overall pick last year. Yep. He has all this talent. He has all these tools, but he's in Cincinnati. Yeah. That is his only downfall. He's in the, he's in the with the Bengals. Now the yep. best thing the Bengals could have done was drafted his teammate that he played in with at LSU, Jamar Chase. Drafted him through third overall. Somebody he knows, somebody to throw to. Perfect idea. The Bengals still have a decent defense. They always have. Yeah. Right now they sit at three and two. And by the way, they played the Packers really tight last week in yep. that seven miss field goal game. Yep. That was that was <laughs> not a good amazing. game for kickers. Yeah. But Joe, Joe Burrow, what is your take on Joe Burrow, and where do you see him going after that loss from the Packers? Well, I think he's he's got to play a little more conservative. Like sure. I think he's again he's trying to make those. Those game-changing plays, it feels like he's any 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 time he gets the opportunity to, that's what he tries to go for. Right now, he's done better. I've definitely seen growth this year from his rookie season to this year. Um, from here forward, I really think that the Bengals are going to be competitors coming forward here. Right. I really think that probably I I give it I give it after this season. I think I really think he, he Burroughs is going to. Find his stride, and he's going to start carrying the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, year three is usually the start, the the start of the ascension, right? I mean, that's what happened, Josh. Oh Allen. yeah, first yeah. two years he was here, and then he whoop, he yeah. went off the charts. And I like Joe Burrow. I always have. I think he's he's acts like cool Joe Burrow. You know, he's got the hair. He smoked yeah. the cigar. You know, that's he's got I the think image gonna, down. I think what I think in the next five years, I think he's going to be in the MVP talk. Yeah, I think so too. And I think Personally. that, and I think that him and that division. Now you got Lamar Baker and him. Yeah. I think that's going to be a three horse race because of the way Pittsburgh's trending. And we all know how it's <laughs> going right now. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a short break. We've got a few more quarterbacks to discuss when we come back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a few more quarterbacks to talk about and again i want to remind you stitcher spotify anchor anywhere you can find a podcast we'll we're there. there all right um kyler murray and the undefeated cardinals talk about a surprise i'm just i'm just letting that marinate for a minute because <laughs> that usually doesn't come up in conversation no. and that usually doesn't happen but believe it or not the cardinals are five and oh the cardinals are good and they have a good quarterback. Kyler Murray is leading all the MVP talk, and Josh Allen's right behind him. And he him. should be. And he should be. And he has a good coach, and he has a lot of playmakers. And I mean on both sides of the ball. He has yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, who's older but can still play. He's got a rookie, Rondell Moore, who's making insane catches. And now they just got Zach Ertz from the Eagles. Yep. That's just on the offense. Now you go to defense, they have J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker. A lot of playmakers, a lot of firepower on this team. But I want to start with Kyler Murray. Do you think he can keep up this toward pace, and do you think they can win, I want to say, 12 games this uh, year? Oh, absolutely. You think so? Abs- oh, I, I mean, it's really been hard to find anything he's done wrong so far this year. I yeah. mean, he's. I wouldn't say he's perfect by any means but like for what he's done and the fact that for the few mistakes he's gotten away with you're still five and all and even so yet those are the few record is between. perfect yes okay yes so if your game isn't the record is but he's pretty darn close to perfect yeah so, i would say so i mean and again you you just brought it up i mean he's got deandre hopkins there and then they just got Ertz. so i think that 
I mean, anyone he throws the ball to on that offense or is capable is capable yes. of doing something with it. I don't mean just catching it and going out of bounds. I mean catching, running for a touchdown. Yeah, and so I mean, far I, that's what they've done. I need a I need a jump. I need a uh, fade to the end zone to DeAndre Hopkins, or I can go underneath and go to Rondell Moore. Or I, can I go need to another Hail Murray, and we'll get it there too. Yeah. <laughs> we promise not to talk about that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, my take is that. When I watch Kyler Murray play, everybody knocks him on the size. And I, I'm telling you folks, stop it. Stop it with the size of quarterbacks. Yeah, it's... So what? Russell Wilson's small. Drew Brees is small. Lamar Jackson's small. Baker Mayfield's small. Are they all successful? Yes. We gotta stop with that. Because now, coaches are intelligent. They'll move them out of the pocket so they can see downfield. That's what you do. And now when you have somebody, some of these guys that you have to throw to, it's it's perfect. Yeah. And I think, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I don't think they're going to go that far. And, but I will say they will they will win the division. Oh, yeah. A team that everybody had at the bottom of it is probably going to win it. And unless anything changes in his, in his play, I don't see anybody beating him for MVP. No. I just don't. No, I I think he will because he has been the most valuable player to his team. That's what MVP is, exactly. most valuable player. Right. He's been the most valuable player to his team. And I think any team in the league you put him on, he's going to be play the same way. Yeah. I it's mean, just his natural talent and natural oh, yeah. ability is just off the charts. Easily. And I want to remind everybody, he was a baseball player drafted in the first round by the Eagles. Yeah. So you want to tell me that you thought he was a better baseball player. He made the choice to play football. I say yeah. he made the right choice. Yeah. That's just me. <laughs> All right, real quick. Lamar Jackson, also having a good start to his year. He yep. had a he had a heroic effort in the Monday night game against the Colts. Yeah. Came back and won. And I want everybody, again, the narrative on him is, or the knock on him is, he's he can run and he can't throw. Folks, he, can, he had he over throw. Folks, he, he had throw. over 450 yards last week, and he had yeah. four touchdowns and no picks. Yeah. But he can't throw. You know that's whatever. Actually, that was the that was the first time in NFL history that uh, someone threw over four, four forty or four fifty yards, had four touchdowns, no interceptions, and over fifty yards of rushing. Guys, that's, so that's he's, why he's the. He may be guy. undersized. That's why he's, he's the number. Guy. He's he's pretty. Insane. Um, but my quick question is, uh, Mongo, will Lamar Jackson make the playoffs this year? And if not, why? I th- oh. They they will. I think the Ravens will make it. Um, honestly, now see this is hard because, unfortunately, I really think that Lamar Jackson has to play at that potential every single game for them to do that. But yeah. if for some reason they don't, it'll be because either he gets injured or he has three off games in a row. Or and yeah, I really they, think that's they the lean only on way him they too don't much. Yeah. yeah, I think if he and, has and a they book. do now. Do they have every right to? Absolutely. He can do anything he wants when he's out there. We saw that against Indianapolis. I'm just saying if if there's a reason why they don't make it, it's because either he had an injury right. or he just he was, I mean he was too streaky. And rightfully so. I mean, and it's 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 unfortunate. And there's a couple other teams in the league that lean on their quarterback way too much. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh. And you look at those teams and two of them are successful, two of them aren't. And you cannot be too one-dimensional, and it's going to catch up with you at some point. And yeah. hopefully, and I know Baltimore's had the injuries to their running backs earlier in the year, and they had all that nightmare but situation. But they don't need them. You have a quarterback that can put 50 yards Right, on. but you do need to keep the defense honest, and yeah. you do have to be somewhat not predictable to be able to, you know, give yourself a chance. Yeah. 
All right, so we're doing a new segment this year. We're going to do, and I don't know if we're going to do this every day, but we're going to try it today and see how it goes. I'll have a top 10 list, and Mongo will have one as well. Okay. Who we think are the top 10 teams right now. Uh, so, Mongo, I'll start with you. Sure. Why don't you tell everybody your list, and who do you think and why you put them there? Okay. Uh, for my top 10, I've got the Buccaneers coming in at 1. Uh, the reason I put them there is because even though, I mean, they've got the oldest QB in the league, or in the world, um, Tom Brady is the GOAT, yep. and he's still playing like it. He had a minor thumb injury last week, but he's still, I mean, he's still playing great. Yep. There's been a lot of injuries on the defensive side, and they're still winning. Oh, okay, so like, they're scary. I think they're going to be back in the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Um, number two is the Buffalo Bills, and that's just because they're hot right now. And again, they've got another MVP candidate. Yep. Uh, three is Arizona. We just got done talking about Kyler Murray, and I mean, I really like I really like the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins matchup over there. So I really like having him to throw to. I really like JJ Watt on defense. So I I really like what they can do. Number four is the Chargers. Five Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Six is Cowboys, and I put them there because Dak Prescott is coming off. What was it? Was an ankle injury from last year? It was a pretty year? bad broke. I think it was a fractured ankle. Yeah, and it took a while to get back. And they're from. playing great right now. And don't forget, he had that shoulder problem earlier in the year in yeah. training camp that is going to linger him the rest of the year. And they've got Diggs on defense, who's leading the league in interceptions. Well, they've got a good defense. Insane, they've got he? a great defense. <laughs> Uh, number seven is the Packers. I mean, you can't stop Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Okay? But after that, you have nothing. And that's the Achilles uh, right. heel for Green Bay. It is. But I, I, I want to see them do something again. I think they will. Number eight is the Los Angeles Rams uh, okay. with Matthew Stafford. Number nine is the Raiders. Now, I know John Gruden just quit. Really? That's... I, it's because I really think Derek Carr is going to find his groove. Once, I mean, they've already gotten a new head coach, mm-hmm. and I think only from from now forward, I think is when the team is really going to come back together, regroup, and say, "All right, let's go get this season." Because before this, it has been, it's been kind of overran with all the accusations against the coach, and then with all the, I mean, there was just so much distraction, even in even division in the locker room, that I really don't think they could bring it together. But I think now they can, and then number ten is the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it's because right now they're hitting a major roadblock, but I think they're going to get their act together, and I think they're going to come back and be more competitive. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs indeed. Yep. Um, So I'm going to go the reverse side. I'm going to start with my 10th team to go to one. I think that builds more suspense. Sure. We'll see how that goes. Uh, So my last team is Cleveland. Um, I like Baker Mayfield. I like this team. I like the coach. I just... Got to see them win a signature game. I mean, they had the opening game against the Chiefs. They dominated for three and a half quarters. Lost. Uh, since then, they haven't really played anybody tough, and they've still lost two games. They lost the, la- the Chargers last week. That would have been a good signature win, but we obviously know that Baker can't win in a shootout. We saw that last week. Uh, I put the Chiefs ahead of them at nine because they beat them head-to-head, but I still think they're going to turn it around. I still think it's Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes. They'll figure it out, and they'll just, you know, be on their merry way. A similar situation here with the Chargers at 8. That's who I have. They beat the Chiefs head-to-head. That's why I put them ahead. Um, They're leading the AFC West. Justin Herbert's, he's phenomenal. They have good playmakers. Their defense is coming into their own. So I got the Chargers at 8. Rams at 7. 
Uh, it's a good marriage between McVay and Stafford. I think they're going to do really good things. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win as a wild card team in the NFC West. I think the oh, Cardinals, really? I think the Cardinals will win that division. Okay. I think the Rams will still make the playoffs, um, as long as nobody gets hurt and nothing dramatic happens. Of yeah. course. Uh, I got the Packers at six. I like Green Bay. I like. I used to like Aaron Rodgers until he started <laughs> making all of his off-season comments, but. They're too one-dimensional. They lean on him and Adams way too much. Mm-hmm. And they have guys that are competent. They have Aaron Jones. They have Robert Tanyan. They have other weapons. you got to start using them. you got to start being honest with yourself and with what you're calling. Uh, so the Packers at six. Uh, I have Dallas at five. Now, these next two teams are a flip-flop because of the head-to-head matchup. Uh, Dallas is at five. Uh And to that team they lost to, Tampa, that's the only game they've lost so far. They have scored over 30 points in all of their wins. Mm -hmm. They have been in all of their games, and they've won all their games. The only one they... And they were in the the Tampa game, too. Yeah. That was the only one they lost, and that's who I put it for, is Tampa. Now, you still have Tom Brady. You still have all these weapons. You still have that. But is their defense going to get healthy? Can they stop somebody? And they cannot rely on a 44-year-old man to keep scoring 30 points a game and expect that to last over a now-extended season to 18 games. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, of course. Uh, Ravens at three. Lamar Jackson's good, uh, in case you didn't know, everybody. (laughs) Lamar Jackson can throw. He's putting together a really good season. It's him against everybody right now. They're at three. I have the Cardinals at two. Look, I know they're undefeated. Um, to put in the deep part of my heart, I know they really haven't played anybody yet. Mm-hmm. This weekend will be the measuring stick for both them and Cleveland because they play Cleveland this week. What am I gonna? How is Baker gonna play? How is Kyler gonna play? Baker, if is when he's down, Baker folds. Let's see what happens with that. That's interesting. And of course, at number one, I have the Bills. I mean, they're top to bottom the best team right now offensively defensively head mm-hmm. coach everything there josh allen's playing out of his mind josh allen is an mvp candidate they don't have to lean on to stefan Diggs to create offense i like that they have other options as it stands today right now i have the buffalo bills as my number one team right now okay awesome that's a good top 10 list yeah i mean i we i spent a little bit on it i even had to make changes because of the head-to-head matchups I, yeah it would make no sense to put Cleveland ahead of Kansas City is after they beat them. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take one more break. We're going to wrap. We're going to come back. We're going to make some predictions about this weekend's game, and we're going to wrap up the show. All right, guys and girls, um, we're gonna we're getting close to the end of our time, and uh, I want to say one more time. I'll probably say it another time before we're done. But uh, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, pretty much any podcast site or app. We're there. Okay, Mongo. It's, again, a new segment. We're going to do some predictions of games that we're going to be intrigued by this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with you. Uh, first game, uh, Cardinals-Browns. Uh, who you got? Who outplays who quarterback-wise? I'm going with the Cardinals. I'm going with Kyler Murray. And I think, again, it's going to be a shootout. And like you said before, Baker Mayfield, I think he's going to have a hard time competing with that. And I think it's simply because he's not a Kyler Murray's re- level. So yeah. similar player, the... but he just has those intangibles that yep. you know he doesn't. Cardinals have. are obviously the favorites going into this How game. How about a score? Oh, geez. Uh, I'm gonna go with forty-eight to twenty-eight. 
23. Wow, so you're going to go with an over-under of 60 combined points. That is crazy. Yeah. No, that's, that's seriously, I, I got 48-23 Cardinals. All right, so you're... All right. So we got uh, we got a lot of good games this weekend. Uh, Baltimore and the Chargers is another one that we'll probably be glued to. At least I will. Yeah, who do you uh, think? Um... Oh, man, I went back and forth on this. I mean, Lamar Jackson's coming off that good performance on Monday night. Yeah. Herbert's good. It's in L.A. I got to go with the Chargers. I got to go with the, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to go 30-27. It's going to be close. 30-27? Yeah. I was actually going to go with the Ravens. I'm going 35-28. All right. Well, we both think it's high scoring. So. No, yeah. But, uh, and that's why we have different opinions. That's why this coach, er, this coach, this game <laughs> is what it is. All right, um, football team and Chiefs, we're probably going to watch this because of the bounce back from Kansas City, how are they going to respond? Yeah. Um, I've got the Chiefs, I'm sure you do. Um, I I do, but not by a long shot. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to score 21 points, and I think Washington is going to score And it's in Washington. So that's, it is in Washington, yeah. yeah so that's... I think Washington's going to put up 17 against their defense, okay. and that's that's being generous. All right. Um, Just because Washington has – I wouldn't say they struggle, but they can't really move the ball consistently, I guess. I'm going to um, go uh, 26-22 for my score, and okay. it's going to be Kansas City. But I do think the Skins' defense does pose a little bit of a problem for Mahomes. I do think so, yeah. I think they're it's... They're very versatile. They're very close. They're very similar to Buffalo style. Yeah. And they just got off struggling with that. So I think, you know... Sure. So, yeah, 26-22 is what I got. Okay, the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh-Seattle. It's in Pittsburgh. Russell Wilson is out. Yeah. For a considerable amount of time, they just. And I put, think the Steelers lost Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. So and the Seahawks lost Chris Carson, the running back, for yep. a little bit. So there's injuries on injuries. both sides. Yeah. Uh, but none bigger than Russell Wilson. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh, just for the sole fact that Geno Smith is playing and Russell is not. I think Ben has a good game. I think he makes they make him look good. Yeah. Even though he's aging and he, we know he's not as good as he was, I yeah. think it's gonna be thirty thirteen. Pittsburgh. All right, I'm gonna say Steelers are gonna win fourteen to three. Wow, you're going for the defense. I then. really, I really think being a prime time game for them and the Steelers is having an abysmal year so far. I really think they're gonna step it up and Geno Smith's not gonna know what to do. I think they're gonna get a field goal and then I think Big Ben's got enough in him for fourteen points. I think he's gonna have two touchdown passes for fourteen points. Well, heck, I hope he's got enough. For 14 <laughs> points or so I'm saying fourteen anymore. to three Steelers. All right, I'm gonna go. Let's go to the Monday night game. It's a huge game for the our Buffalo Bills. Um, playing a team that we have struggled with over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry is a beast. He is hard to stop. He yeah. leads the league in rushing. Ryan Tannehill still there. Julio Jones was ruled to be able to play this week. He's okay. been out for the last couple. So they still have that over-the-top element with him. Um, it's in Tennessee, though, so that does concern me a little bit because it is on the road. Yeah. Uh, but we still are favored. I'm going to go Buffalo. See, I'm going to go below 30 this week. I think that we're gonna get we're gonna be a little sluggish. I think we're gonna be a little slow, but I still think we win. I'm gonna okay. go twenty seven, twenty four, Buffalo. Okay, uh, I I am really excited about this game because last year when they played in Tennessee, I thought we were gonna win and we lost. Yeah, we so, got we lost pretty pretty humbly it, too. Yeah, I really think this is gonna be a big bounce back game. The defense is substantially better this year than yes. it was last year. I mean, like we said earlier in the show, they're in top five in every category. 
So I think we're going to be opposing some big problems in that. And and I'm saying this directly in our rushing games. Like, Witter, I mean, granted, Derrick Henry is a beast and he's yes. in the league in rushing. Our defense is fourth in the league for stopping the rushing, for yards allowed for rushing. So something's got to give. So there's going to be something that uh, we've got, you know, people that can stop a guy with a ball now, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... The Bills, I'm going to say they are going to score more than 30 points. I'm saying they're going to go win 42. Whoa. And I'm saying the, and I think the Titans are going to get 21. Wow. Man, you are, I like your, hey, I like I, your picks. I like it. I like it. I like it. it. Josh Allen, he's, every game he's gotten better. Yes. I know he threw a pick in the Texans game that was in bad weather. And yeah. then he just played an entire game in awful weather. And played a lot After better. a postponement and not a single pick or fumble or anything. Yeah. So, and the, I mean, it's going to be in Tennessee. The weather's looking pretty good, so I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, so and he's increasingly getting better. I yeah, mean, I mean, forty-two points. I mean, that's. I, I'm don't get me wrong. I think that's very possible, and that could very yeah. well happen. But because we're still waiting for a breakout game for Stefan Diggs. But and, that's the thing, and I've mentioned it a couple times, and I've we've talked about it too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lean on him anymore. No, that's no. good. But that's what I'm saying. But I don't mean, leave just, him completely out of the I game. I mean, the Titans are going to be trying to stop Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders, and now you've got, hey, you've got another pro bowler. you got Stephon Diggs out there ready to catch the ball. So that I think it's going to give them problems. All right, so let's do – this is like almost mid-season, but it's a longer season. But I want to do it now because it, we've got so much parity now in the NFL, and I think it's, I think it's good for – Good for business, as they say. Sure. So I'm going to go for the AFC teams. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to make the playoffs? I'm going to go start in the East. Of course, start in the AFC East. Why wouldn't we? I'm going to go Buffalo, obviously. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a surefire slam dunk for the AFC East. Uh, The AFC North. The AFC North is different because now the the changing of the guard has happened. Pittsburgh is now going down. And all those teams that they've beat up on over the years. are going up. The Bengals, the Browns, they're trending upwards. I don't think... Cincinnati is ready for that big stage to make that leap to be able to win the division or make the playoffs. No. I think you get two playoff teams out of this division. I think Baltimore wins it. I think Cleveland gets in as a wild card. Okay. What do you think about the two AFC ones so far? Well, who is your who is your east and north? So Okay, so for my east, I'm also going to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, for my north, uh, I... I like the thought of the Browns getting into it. Yeah. I really do. So you want them to win it, or do you want them to get in as a wild card? I want them to win it. Uh, but, but and you think that would they, they can? I think not right now. Right. No, I think I think by week seven, or I'm sorry, by week eight, we'll have an idea of where they're gonna go. I mean, this this game. Who are they playing this? They're week? playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals so this, this is like, game yeah. against the Cardinals is gonna it's be big. real make it or break it it's for big. them because yep. we were talking about them needing to win that big game. This is. This I is mean, it. This could be the Cardinals' first loss of the season. Yeah, and this could be that win that makes or breaks you because you win, you go to 4-2. and two. Yeah. You lose, you're 500. Exactly. And people are always talking about Baker Mayfield. And they're going to have a lot more to talk about if he's 3-3 three and three than they are if he's 4-2. and two. Exactly. All right, so AFC West, we got uh, the struggling Mahomes. We got Herbert. Uh, the Raiders are still hanging there. The Broncos, are they flashed. And, I mean, the... Di- the Chiefs are going to win that division. I just can't yeah. bet against the, them. I not was just going to gonna say that the I, Chiefs are going to bounce back. They just can't. They're too resilient. And if they not. do, they do. But I just don't see it happening. It's not in the cards. And again, I get. I think you get two teams out of this division. I think the Chiefs win it. The Chargers get in as a wild card. I think Justin Herbert is ready for that big stage, and I think he gets there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the South, it's really just 
a shot in the dark. It's like you blindfold yourself and throw a dart at the dark. <laughs> uh, but I think Jackson, I think Tennessee wins it. I think they have the best roster. I think Carson Wentz, you cannot trust him in Indy. I just think you can't yeah. bet against Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. What do you think about yours? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I really do think the Chiefs are going to bounce back. They're too they're too good of a team to not be with the yes. least be in the top of their division. Yes. Um, and then Tennessee's probably got the easiest division so far. So, I mean, you've got the leading rusher in the league. Yep. And I mean. We saw what they did last year, right. and I, I really think they're just going to have another great year this year. Now, I think the game Monday is going to really show how they're going to play the rest of the season yes. because they are – I know that everyone was talking about Buffalo's defense being – they're good, but they're not better because they're playing against – you know, they played against Washington, played against the Steelers, played against the Dolphins, but then they just beat the um, the Chiefs. They beat the, the hump that they couldn't get over exactly. and they finally got over. So now it's just like, look, if you can put those rushing yards up against a team that's top five in the league and stopping you and top five in the league across the board for defense, then, yeah, you're a good football team that has places to go. But if Buffalo stomps them and they, I mean, it's just kind of a confidence breaker, I feel like, for the yeah, Tennessee it Titans. It could. could make or break your spirit. All right, yeah. so NFC, the NFC East, I think Dallas gets that. And I think it's a runaway. I don't think... The Giants are ready. I don't think the Eagles are ready. They have a new coach. I think Joe Judge is out after this year anyway for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, the, so they're right back to square they, one. The, too many injuries. Yep. Too too many. Awful I don't think seasons. Daniel Jones is the answer either. Yeah. I think he's. Yeah. Um. So Rebuild. that's so Rebuild. I think the Cowboys get there. There. Uh, I think Green Bay wins the North. And again, it's just not strong enough. Minnesota's decent, but I still think they're a 500 football team. Detroit's yeah. nowhere near ready to be anything. No. And Chicago is close. But they got to get the relationship. I'd like to see the Rams to go somewhere. I think Stafford's going to be bringing them up. Yeah, I think uh, the Packers win that. I think that the Cardinals win the NFC West. I think the Rams get the wild card there. Uh, it's just a good division, man. I mean, yeah. the Rams are good. The Niners' record doesn't show it, but they're still a good football team. They're a good team. football team, yeah. They have a rookie quarterback now, too, in Trey Lance. So that's going to yeah. take some time. Seattle is still good. But they're not as good without Russell Wilson. If yeah. you don't have Wilson, you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. That is the only weak spot of that team. And the yeah. NFC South, obviously, it's pretty pretty easy. Uh, Tampa gets in, and I think Carolina is your wild card there. Yeah, I think the Panthers are good with that aspect. Well, who are your NFC teams? I kind of agree with you on all those, honestly. <laughs> you just kind of covered it for me. But, no, I, I really do think... Um, Jeepers, who was you were talking about? Um, not the... Sorry, man. Help me out here. All right. You're NFC South. The NFC South. So you got Tampa. Tampa. I got Tampa. I really think Tampa is going to be the team to come out on top in that one. Yeah. Because it's they're, they're already fighting them. through early injuries this year already. Yeah. And I think... And again, we can't rely on a 44-year-old quarterback for the whole season, but... Right. Hoping that they get those players back to perform well on the defensive end. I think they're going to make it back there. I really think they could make it to the Super Bowl again. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not that'll happen, but I, I they are going to take their division. Okay. And then, uh, so you got the NFC South there. You got the NFC East. Um, you got Dallas, Philly, New York, Skins. Oh, excuse me. Football team. Football team. Um, your prediction there. I think everybody knows, but we just want to hear it from you. Yeah, I mean, the Giants obviously aren't going to go anywhere. No. 
And I really want Washington actually to do well. I really do want them to play well, but they they don't have that offensive firepower. They don't have a quarterback. No, they do have a good defensive team. Yes. But, yeah, I, I... I just don't think they're going to be able to make it make it over the. So you think Dallas season. is going to run away? with Oh that? yeah, I think Dallas is going to run away with it. Like I said in my prediction, um, number six on my list was the Cowboys. I yeah. think Dak Prescott is going to have another good year, hoping he doesn't get re-injured. Yeah. And I, I mean, their defense is playing really well. Yeah. So. They are, and they they will they continue to do that. So you're NFC North now. You got Green Bay. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. AJ I'm Green. sure that's where you're going with that one. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, because I, I had them I had them seven on my list right behind them. Yeah. But, again, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, I know, like, if one of them gets hurt or has an off night, like, that's their Achilles tendon. Right. But, so far, no one's been able to do that. Right. So, I think if they're able to keep playing with the luck they've had, I think they're going to be able to make it. All right. Last one, NFC West. Who you got winning it? And we got one more wild card team, so this has to be your wild card special. Let's hear it. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You don't know? No. <laughs> I don't, for wild card I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so let's just start. Who do who do you think's gonna win the division? For for what? For the NFC West. Do you think it'll be the Rams, Cardinals? That's a toss up. It is. Because I, I okay. I guess I still have to go with the Cardinals because you've. I mean, Murray's just been unstoppable. I like what uh, Stafford has been doing yep. so far, but no, I'm gonna. Yeah, I still have to give it to the Cardinals. All I right. think the Cardinals are gonna do it. So there you go, folks. A lot of par- not a lot of parody here with our picks. <laughs> All right, so I think we're gonna wrap it up for today. It's good to be back. It is. It's good to be back and talk. It's good to be back with all of you. Um, so we're going to try and do this every weekend. I think we're going to try and do three days a week and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully we'll get some more support and, uh, we'll see where it takes us. And again, everybody, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and those are just the few that we have platforms for. So Woodman saying so long and we'll see you next time.